right. Are you tired of all those other so-called networks that are pushing some kind of agenda? It might be a Republican conservative agenda. It might be some kind of liberal left wing, uh, whatever they want to call it these days, agenda. Well, on this show that you've tuned in, you've got two hours of an agenda coming your way. But our agenda is all about the South. Hello, this is the Y'all Show. I'm John Rawl. We've been doing this show for more than a year and about a half now. So we're we're getting our stars on our collar for all the great work we do. And you help us by, jo- by tuning in and sharing this show with all of your friends and family. And we're growing like june kudzu not october kudzu that's about to go away by the way (laughs) but we're growing and we want you to be on the y'all train okay well here on today's tuesday y'all show talk with a southern accent we're going to have news headlines from across the south in fact the first story is a sad story as a hero in blue was gunned down on the in the line of duty on monday in maryland and we'll have that unfortunate news to pass along in just a second. We also have political headlines today. As we had an election in Louisiana over the weekend, John Bell Edwards, the governor, has to go to a runoff in November. And we're going to hear from the governor of Louisiana, and we're going to hear from his opponent, Mr. Risponi. And we're going to get a little bit of more information on both of these candidates in our Southern Political Report coming up later this hour of the Y'all Show. By the way, Mr. Risponi is a newcomer to politics in fact his background was an industrial contractor but a very successful businessman in baton rouge and he's trying to change his office address from responding industries or whatever the heck his industrial contracting company is called to the state of louisiana and he wants to kind of relocate to the state house all that will be part of our political report plus we've got some news from the cities of nashville and raleigh north carolina the capitals of tennessee and north carolina the that rather the mayors of each of those states are in the news and we'll tell you why in our political report headed your way in just a little bit when we get to the second hour of y'all talk with a die hard and extra extra deep southern focus we're going to start it out with sports land yap here on tuesdays and we're going to mix it in in fact our very first sports story today is nascar which i don't really consider a sport but it's an activity so we'll go ahead and put it in the sports land yap category and we're talking to nascar today because on monday they did a little rubbing and racing in in lincoln county specific or rather in well it's in not in lincoln county it's right outside of lincoln alabama the county is technically talladega county alabama and on monday because of rain on sunday they had to race and it was a photo finish at the talladega super speedway and we'll tell you who won that we'll also let you know who has a 3-0 lead in the nlcs and it ain't the st louis cardinals oh those gnats are looking really good right now in postseason baseball we'll give you an update on that and the ALCS continues today as they now play in Yankee Stadium. The Astros and the Yanks are knotted at one apiece. So we'll have a little baseball talk and we'll have a recap of all the NFL news as we had a close game in Lambeau Field, the all-white, and I mean uniforms here, all-white Green Bay Packers. I think the first time they've ever worn white at home, by the way, in that franchise's history. I think I read that somewhere. 
They escaped by one point, 23-22. The Packers got the victory over those Detroit Lions. So we'll give you that. We'll also let you know who the early game is this week in NFL action. And then we've got some college football news, some injuries to report, and more information on college football. All that in our sports land yet before we continue the sports fun with our barrister. He's back, and he is, I won't say well-rested, because... Matt Hermans, our barrister of barbecue and our barrister of Big 12 football, has just had, he and his lovely wife, their very first child. And he, <laughs> oh, if you're a parent, you know what I'm talking about. You know why I'm laughing. Oh, those first kids are so special. In fact, I only have one, so my my first and is my only, and I'm very excited about him, even though it's been many years since he was a little tiny infant. But yes, the Hermans are proud parents of a baby girl. So Matt's not exactly sleeping all night these days, and he'll maybe share some of that kind of fun with us when we talk to him. First about Big 12 football, and we had the Red River rivalry slash shootout slash showdown in Dallas this past weekend. OU looked mighty good. Jalen Hurts looked really good, and OU continues to be one of the best teams in college football, and we'll get the Hearman's Man take on that game and the other fun, including the double overtime matchup between Baylor and Texas Tech that happened at McLean Stadium, a controversial overtime game by the way and we'll let you know why when we hear from mr hermans in hour two and of course since he does kind of focus on barbecue too in addition to big 12 football matt hermans we're going to find out from him now that he's a new parent if you've ever been a parent for the first time at least and it should be every time you roll out a new child you got to do things a little different you got to be careful you got to baby eyes your home or your office or wherever your kids are going to be crawling around because those kids like tammy wynette they say the darndest thing she said that she sang about kids say the darndest thing well i'm going to sing right here kids kids do the darndest thing they may say it but they also do some of the darndest things you've ever seen and you don't want that to hurt your loved child so you gotta make sure you safeguard your home and and so hey how does that impact a guy like matt hermans who is the master of the grill does he need to do things now that he's a new daddy to make sure that there's no accidents there at the grill when he's either grilling or perhaps when he's not even grilling, you don't want little baby to go over there and mess up something and get hurt because there's all kinds of tools, maybe a knife laying around, things like that. So we'll talk about that grill safety with the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue. That is coming up in the second hour. If you want to connect to y'all, the show all about the South, our telephone number is 803 803- Eight one six one one seven zero. That is a number you can call or text, and we would love to hear from you. In fact, I'm gonna go ahead and roll this out. We need feedback from y'all. This is a request. This is a special request from yours truly, the general of all things Southern John Rawl. We have. I'm, I'm not gonna tell you what it is, but it's really cool. I haven't. I'm not gonna tell you everything about it because we're not quite ready to roll it out digitally where you can purchase them. But let me just tell you, we got for the first time in about a decade, some really cool y'all swag, and I'm going to kind of sift through our inbox of questions, comments that you might want to share with us. And and we've got some great y'all swag headed your way if we use your question or comment here on the y'all show. And all you got to do is hit us up on our number 
803-816-1170. You can call or text that number. You can talk to us or you can just text out with your little fingers a question, comment, criticism, anything you want. We welcome that. And again, if we use your question or comment on the air, we'll get in touch with you and we'll send you this really cool y'all swag that's going to sell for about $25 when we get it out on the web. I don't want to let the cat out of the bag. Just promise me you'll text us and we'll get you something. How how does that sound? Customer service right here on the Y'all Show. Well, let's get into our headlines from across the South. And as we said to start the show off today, sad news coming from Maryland as a police officer there was gunned down in the line of duty on Monday. And this happened in downtown Silver Spring as a Montgomery County police officer died after he was found with a gunshot wound atop a Silver Spring parking garage on Monday morning. Officer Thomas Bamba was killed and his death announced by the interim chief of police, Marcus Jones, during a Monday afternoon news conference. Bamba's death is being treated as a homicide, and police are looking at all options in regards to the investigation. Bamba, a 38-year-old officer, was wounded on Monday while on patrol near the intersection of Ellsworth Drive and Fenton Street, and that's in Silver Springs' downtown shopping and entertainment area. Bomba had called out on his radio about disorderly subjects in the parking garage, according to a police spokesperson, and it appears he was gunned down and died there in Silver Spring, Maryland. Again, a hero who's passed away in the line of duty. We remember the life of Montgomery County, Maryland, police officer Thomas J. Bombo. Okay, more stories, more tragic stories to tell you about. Now, this killing happened some time back, but in Texas, a man has now been sentenced to death for an attack that killed six people and prosecutors there in the Houston area. Sentenced Ronald Lee Haskell on Monday to, after deliberating for a little more than four hours, the jury chose between life in prison without parole or a death sentence. And they chose a death sentence for this man who fatally shot six members of his ex-wife's family in Texas, and that included four children. And he's been sentenced to death. A decision the lone survivor of the attack says will help her let go of hurt and anger. And the jury convicted Haskell of capital murder last month in the 2014 killings of Stephen and Katie Stay at their home in the Houston area. The jury rejected his attorney's efforts to have him found not guilty by reason of insanity. Haskell killed the couple and four of their children in the living room of their Houston area home in 2014. A fifth child, 15-year-old Cassidy Stay, was shot in the head, but somehow luckily survived the shooting by playing dead. And this man now, he's been sentenced to death for this attack in Texas. And if you know anything about Texas and the death penalty, they don't let them sit around too long. He'll be, if the if the way this normally plays out in the Lone Star State, he'll be sent to Huntsville and he'll be executed in a couple of years. Well, we've got alligator news to tell you about here on the Y'all Show, but not necessarily from a place that you would normally find gators. Oh, this is coming to us from Sherwood, not Sherwood Forest, Peter Pan, but Sherwood, Arkansas, as an alligator alert has been issued in the area of Sherwood, south of Little Rock, after residents are told to keep their eye close on their pets. And Twitter post from the Pulaski County, Arkansas Sheriff's Office released this week says, Sherwood Animal Control confirms an alligator has been spotted off of Highway 67 near Warden Road. And they had a photo of this gator taken last month. The shelter has been in communication with Arkansas Game and Fish 
And this is an important reminder to secure your pets. And I'm looking at this photo that the sheriff's office put out. And, hey, this this is not just an alert for pets. Hey, everybody in Sherwood, if you are a child or you're a senior citizen, you need to be on the lookout for this gator running around Sherwood. This thing looks big, or as they say in Louisiana, south of Arkansas, it's a monster. And so be careful. Yes, gators there. We know gators are in West Tennessee in pretty good numbers now, even in Kentucky. And I know not long ago I read about a, a alligator being found somewhere in southern Illinois. So they're uh, global warming, perhaps. That's why these gators are, are moving north. Or maybe they just want to go into some new territory, in this case, Sherwood, Arkansas, and give the other animals a little competition. Well, here's another animal story. This one is a little bit more disturbing than even a gator running loose in Sherwood, Arkansas. This comes to us from central Florida. And authorities there in Florida are using a new camera that uses special wavelengths of light, and they're hoping that this could help Florida in its fight against the invasive Burmese python. And sure enough, this camera could help end that fight as researchers at the University of Central Florida and a nonprofit company called Emek had developed the camera to help expose the snake. The python is typically very difficult to detect because of its camouflage markings. And thermal imaging doesn't work because pythons are cold-blooded and adopt the temperature of their surroundings. So they're a cold-blooded killer. They're literally that there in Florida. Well, the Palm Beach Post reports that researchers plan to attach a drone that will allow the camera to identify a python and alert a hunter that may be nearby. Wildlife officials recently tripled their python budget to over a million dollars. As officials say, pythons are destroying the Everglades ecosystem and warned that one female python can produce 30 and 60 hatchlings at a time. Oh, gosh. How would you like to have 30 pythons running around from one hatchling of these gigantic... You talk about monsters. I think I read the other day here on the Y'all Show, a roughly 18-foot python was killed somewhere in Florida. So be extra careful when you're in Central Florida or certainly around the Everglades. Well... A predator of another kind is out in Alpharetta, Georgia, and that's the police. A predator in a positive way is Alpharetta police are warning people to slow down after they've made several arrests of drivers going well over 100 miles per hour. I guess that's right on Georgia 400 is where they've seen most of this. Recently, a 33-year-old man was arrested after driving 131 miles per hour on georgia 400 and he did it while under the influence by the way the 100 plus club what we call them out there is typically out on 400 according to howard miller a sergeant with the alpharetta police department and you got to be careful another recent driver in alpharetta georgia was clocked at 103 while a third driver arrested for driving 100 miles per hour at 7 30 in the evening it's crazy now I'll tell you, as a guy who's gone in and out of Atlanta for a long time, they don't do 55 and 65 around Atlanta. They'll do more like 75, 85. But to go 100 miles per hour in this very, very heavily populated area, Alpharetta, which is the northern end of Fulton County, going out toward Cumming, Georgia, and all that area north of Atlanta, technically northeast of downtown Atlanta, yeah, you're you're playing with fire when you're going those kind of speeds. And thankfully, 
the Alpharetta Police Department's trying to do their best to kind of slow people down, at least go less than 80 miles per hour, okay? I know you might have a heavy foot and you might be late for work, but you you got to be careful out there, please. More stories coming from Georgia in Hampton, Georgia. That's south of Atlanta. The Royal Canadian Air Force says one of its pilots is now safe after he had to eject from his plane just after an acrobatic show there in the Hampton area over the weekend. The Canadian Forces Snowbirds and Captain Kevin Grenier's jet crashed into an unpopulated area near Hampton on Sunday. And luckily, no one on the ground was injured. The Snowbirds were set to perform at the Atlanta Air Show. Event organizers said they canceled the rest of Sunday's show after that crash. So, hey, Snowbirds, I'm glad that you're okay. You're a pilot, and you probably got a very expensive plane you got to replace. I'm looking at the photo where this thing crashed. <laughs> and good news, it crashed right in the middle of a cow pasture in south of Atlanta in Hampton, which, of course, is also the home of the NASCAR track there, the Atlanta Motor Speedway in south atlanta so yes this pilot okay nobody on the ground and hopefully no cows got hurt in this awful crash of this jet on sunday keeping it in georgia with another aviation related story a fighter pilot who fought for the french foreign legion during world war ii is now being honored with a statue at robbins air force base in warner robbins georgia and this bronze statue of eugene bullard unveiled on wednesday of last week in front of a crowd that included his descendants and bullard was a georgia native but went to europe in the early 20th century after his father was nearly lynched by the way he was black eugene bullard was and he went to europe in the early part of the 20th century and he joined the france uh, the france's new air service after fighting the germans during world war one and now He's being honored. The U.S. military was segregated back in World War I times, and they would not accept him as a pilot because of his race. But in 1994, Bullard was posthumously commissioned a second lieutenant in the U.S. Air Force, and now he has this monument. It was paid for by private donations. Bullard is shown in his military uniform, and it's pretty neat there at, again, the Air Force Base in Warner Robins, Georgia, saluting Eugene Jacques Boulard of Georgia, who ended up fighting for France in World War One. By the way, I, I'm not saying that he went to France specifically because of the war. It sounds like he was already there when the war broke out in 1914. But a lot of Americans, probably black and white, did go to Europe before the U.S.'s entry into the war in 1917. And they fought for, I think, what it's called the American Legion, I think was the original term or something like that. It might have been called the Patriot Division, some kind of catchy name. And they fought for a year or two separate. And and then when the war started, they, I guess, joined American forces. In fact, an interesting thing about black soldiers in World War One, American, uh, there were at least a certain number of black Americans who had to actually wear the french uniform and fought as french soldiers even though they were all americans and a lot of them did very well in combat a lot of them gave their life but you can go back and look at world war one photos and some of the photos of the so-called black french fighters were actually americans who were sent there by this government to fight in the war and then upon arrival they switched them over to being french soldiers probably with a u.s patch or something like that and of course i don't want to leave out as i'm a military guy that kind of a similar story in world war ii we had a lot of americans go over to world war ii and fight before our our official entry especially a lot of aviators fought 
in World War II. And it also happened in the Pacific, where we had volunteers go and, and fight. And now that I'm thinking about World War One, one very famous American who volunteered before our actual entry into that war, who never actually made it into combat, he went and joined the Canadian forces, was William Faulkner, the great American and Southern writer. Yes, he signed up well before 1917 with the Canadians. So there's your military history. But again, the statue unveiled at the Warner Robins, Georgia Air Force Base, a statue of Eugene Bullard. Job well done by all those who helped donate to that very worthy cause. Now, we know from a story we told you on Monday, it happened on Saturday, the Hard Rock Hotel that was being built in downtown New Orleans. You had the collapse. Several people were killed, many more injured. The city of New Orleans is now asking that the public be mindful for their travel in the downtown areas following this partial collapse of the Hard Rock Hotel. Officials in New Orleans say that with major road closures in the downtown area, as well as adjustments to public transportation service, they're encouraging weekday travel be hindered. They don't want you coming down. down. And if you don't have to be in downtown New Orleans for a couple of days, don't go. This is what's being asked by the city of New Orleans, as they've got a real mess. Construction cranes, debris, and this is a crime scene, I guess, because of the deadly incident that we saw Saturday with the Hard Rock Hotel being partially collapsed. So be careful if you're going to be in the Big Easy. And another Louisiana-related story to tell you about that ties into the University of Alabama. A student from the University of Alabama has now been arrested, accused of making a threat against LSU's Tiger Stadium. According to the Baton Rouge Advocate newspaper, a 19-year-old named Connor Bruce Kroll was arrested on Sunday and accused of calling in a threat to the stadium during the game against Florida on Saturday. Details of the threat were not provided. The University of Alabama released a statement on the arrest, and they said that we are aware of the arrest of a UA freshman over the weekend. Threats and pranks can have serious ramifications and necessitate an appropriate response. The University of Alabama and UAPD are cooperating fully with the investigation, but we cannot provide any additional details on a pending matter. And just think, Alabama wasn't even playing LSU this past weekend. And I don't know what this 19-year-old Mr. Kroll was thinking by calling in a threat there to Tiger Stadium. But uh, let's hope this is just a bad decision and he'll have to pay some kind of fine or a little jail time for a stupid you can't make this is something you can't joke about these times and we know that and he's not going to get off here hopefully he needs to be punished however good news it was a it was a dumb decision and as far as the actual game and the tiger stadium crowd there saturday night oh they had a good time as lsu beat florida and remains perfect in fact lsu moved up one spot maybe two or three spots now i think about it to number two they usurped clemson in the latest ap poll and ed orgeron's got something going on the bayou we've got more headlines from across dixie that we will get to stick around when we come back we'll tell you about things like a new women's monument that was unveiled on monday in the commonwealth of virginia all that ahead on y'all Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief on symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. 
Message and data rates may apply. Please do not text and drive. See purple.com for terms and conditions. And now for an important announcement. Do you, or does someone you know, sweat the bed? Do you ever wake up feeling like you've been sleeping on a slip and slide? Sweating the bed is a serious but a common problem that affects your sleep, health, and happiness. Plus, it's just plain gross. But it's not you. It's your mattress. Fortunately, there is a cure. It's called Purple. Purple is the only mattress with a scientifically engineered smart comfort grid. This patented technology is designed to let air flow freely so you sleep cool. Side effects of sleeping on Purple include sleeping better, feeling better, and, well, honestly, smelling better. Try the Purple mattress risk-free for 100 nights and never sweat the bed again. And for a limited time, pick a free Purple product with your mattress purchase by texting AWESOME to 84888. The coolest sleep of your life and a free Purple product by texting AWESOME to 84888. That's A-W-E-S-O-M-E to 84888. This is a cow. A cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. And now Vistaprint is interested. Introducing free shipping on all business cards in any quantity. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. For a limited time only, get free shipping on all business cards in any quantity with promo code 9999. That's promo code 9999 at vistaprint.com. Vistaprint. Own the now. Hope y'all doing well here as we get back into t- headlines of the Y'all Show. And I'm John Rawl. Good to have you back here. Our email address, if you want to send us some correspondence via digital platforms, it's y'all show at y'all.com. Y-A-L-L-S-H-O-W at Y-A-L-L dot com. All right. Have you heard of this term, flash drought, where dust and it brings dust and dread to farmers across Dixie? And we've got that term to talk about today because this flash drought is intensifying across Dixie as it blasts away the little moisture left across a vast swath of Dixie, wilting garden plants and raising alarm among farmers, according to a report that came out last week. According to this report, nearly 56 million residents are now living in drought conditions in parts of 16 southern states, which is what we cover here on the Y'all Show, 16. And this is out from the U.S. Drought Monitor. The drought is classified as extremes in the area of Texas, Alabama, Georgia, Kentucky, South Carolina, and Florida. From the arid plains of Texas to farms in the Commonwealth of Maryland, concern is spreading that cattle, cotton, and corn are suffering after a summer of record highs and very little rain. One of the bullseyes marking the nation's driest areas points to Georgia's Bartow County, a farm country that's northwest of Atlanta. And you have extreme drought that's left pastures bare and kicked. And you got buckets of dust, according to this article there in Bartow County, Georgia. And I know that on Monday there was rain, as I saw the Weather Channel actually talking about this, what we call flash drought, and how they're getting much-needed rain in some of these areas in the Atlanta area, stretching down into Florida even on Monday. Maybe you got a little rain where you are, but yes, I know it's been challenging over the last couple of months with the drought and affecting crops. However, I will tell you, as a guy who is a farmer 
by, by birth. I'm not doing it daily, but I, my, my blood spills farm. <laughs> I didn't hear anything about a farm when I was back on the farm a couple of days ago in my parents' vegetable farm in South Carolina. And I saw the workers working and the tractors going. And I saw that pond in the backyard that services the entire vegetable farm. It was full. Now, there's a good reason for that. Many, many years ago, uh, someone got proactive and found a way to have a, a pipeline go almost a mile or two and connect to a very active creek, or should I say crick, and it kind of replenishes the feeder pond for irrigation. All right, I don't need, I don't need to bore you all with all this stuff, but the point is, there's some areas that depend on farming that some of these guys and gals who farm are still going strong with this flash drought. Remember, some of these areas of the Carolinas and Georgia have seen remnants of what was the hurricane that came through Dorian a couple of weeks ago and got some much-needed rain from that. So just be careful, flash drought. We're getting close to the wintertime, big-time wintertime, and that will likely change. Hey, if you want to go to Mobile, and I encourage you to go to Mobile in South Alabama, you might be able to get on a beautiful Carnival Cruise Line ship as Carnival and the city of Mobile have signed an agreement, they're going to base a Carnival ship for three more years in that beautiful South Alabama port. And a agreement is for the Miami-based cruise line. Carnival usually doesn't make long-term agreements with cities the size of Mobile, Alabama. But the city council approved it, and we're up and going, according to Mayor Sandy Stimson who says Carnival brings lots of business, and he hopes the market will grow enough for Carnival to replace the Carnival Fantasy. Have y'all been on the Carnival Fantasy? With an even bigger ship. An official with Carnival Cruise Line said that they noted that after 10 years, Charleston, South Carolina, which is a city roughly the same size and similar port as Mobile, that Charleston had a 2,000-passenger ship like the Fantasy that was going in and out of Charleston, and now that's been such a success that in the low country of South Carolina, you can go to the Holy City and right there off of East Bay Street, you can get on a carnival ship called the Sunshine, which is a not 2,000, 3,000 passenger ship. And I guess that heads toward the Bahamas out of Charleston. I don't know. But, hey, that is great. By the way, what's the comparison? Charleston's actually a little smaller than Mobile. Charleston, 148. As far as population, 148,000. Mobile has almost 200. They're at 190 in population. So you can see maybe that 3,000 ship coming into Mobile quick enough, and we'll all get on board and go on a cruise. We need to have a official y'all cruise sometime and live it up. But I don't want to go to the Bahamas. I want to go... I actually want to go down to Mexico. I've never been to Mexico and go to some of those beautiful places on the Gulf side of Mexico would be really neat. And it looks like another North Alabama town will be doing something to honor the civil rights movement as the city of Decatur, which is Morgan County in North Alabama. After a hundred years, almost a hundred years since being wrongly accused of rape, the nine blacks known as the Scottsboro Boys are going to be honored in a new museum that's going to open up in Decatur. The Celebrating Early Old Town with Art Board said in an announcement on Monday that it would formally unveil plans for a museum at its annual gala in Decatur, Alabama, which I think, I think I'm right on this. I need to go back in my history. Of course, Scottsboro, where this incident happened, where these nine back in 1933 had their guilty verdict of murder overturned by the U.S. Supreme Court. 
and now in Decatur, and I think that case was actually in Athens, but in Decatur, they're going to have this museum there. I, I need to brush up on my history, but this was something very early on in the civil rights struggle of the 20th century that you should look into and find out more about that. In 2013, then-Governor Robert Bentley signed legislation exonerating the Scottsboro Boys from Alabama. Now, in Richmond, Virginia, on Monday, they honored women across the Commonwealth as Virginia has a new statue that's been unveiled at the Capitol. The Virginia Women's Monument, dedicated at a ceremony featuring musical performances and remarks by state officials, including embattled Governor Ralph Northam. Organizers in the effort to build the monument say it's the first in the nation on a state capitol's grounds to showcase a wide range of achievements and contributions by women. And some of the statues of early and influential Virginians include Kokersik, a Pamunkey chieftain, also Anne Burris Layden, a Jamestown colonist, and other statues will be added as funds are completed as they've got more than $3.7 million raised so far. So this is a monument there on the Capitol grounds of Richmond that's going to keep growing as the Virginia Women's Monument is now up and going in the capital of Virginia. Too bad Dolly Parton is from East Tennessee, or she would certainly be there in Richmond, honored with a statue. But how about this? Dolly has now marked her 50th year as a member of the world-famous Grand Ole Opry. She was celebrated over the weekend. Dolly is a 73-year-old actress, singer, songwriter, and absolute legend. And she was on the long-standing radio show Saturday night there in Nashville and had people there honoring her, including Hank Williams Jr., Lady Annabellum, and Toby Keith performed in her honor. And just as she always does, brought people to, to laughter as she joked to reporters before her performance. I don't want people to think I'm 50 years old. Okay. Well, they're honoring her for being on the Grand Ole Opry for 50 years. Of course, she and Porter Wagner were staples there early on in her career. But Dolly is just amazing and celebrating not her 50th birthday, but her 50th birthday with the Grand Ole Opry. Congratulations to Dolly. Now to a little bit younger country music artist, also from East Tennessee, Kelsey Ballerina. What a, what a great story we're going to tell you about now about Kelsey as the Knoxville native. She found out about a young boy in Florida who is blind and battling cancer. So Kelsey Ballerini got a surprise in the mail to this youngster. And what did she do? She said that she sent this youngster named Aiden Hinky a guitar. And, and she sent it right there, a customized guitar to this blind fan. This kid is blind and is battling cancer in Florida. And she, the kid said that, I can't believe Kelsey Ballerini sent this to me. I can't believe it. The mom, Tiffany Hinky, shared the video with the guitar being opened. What a great gesture there. Again, by Kelsey Ballerini sending this guitar to this youngster, who I don't have an age of this youngster, but blind and battling cancer. You talk about a, a rough struggle there. And finally, as we wrap up our headlines from across the South, we'll keep it with another Nashville-related story. This doesn't have to do with country music. But it has something to do with making you feel good here on a Tuesday. And we know about in Memphis, you got the Peabody Hotel and the ducks that are world famous there. Well, there's a duck in Middle Tennessee that's trying to give those Peabody ducks way out in Memphis a run for the money. And they can do that thanks to technology as, yes, a Nashville duck has now received a foot, a new foot, thanks 
get this, to a 3D printer. Have y'all seen those things? They're pretty neat what they can do, but it takes a little while to get the thing carved out. It does take quite a time on a 3D printer. But yes, a Nashville duck, it's got a new spring in the step thanks to this printer. Belle the duck, when it was one year old, it was injured and broke her right leg. Belle, spelled B-E-L-L-E. Veterinarians tried splitting the leg, but were unable to. And then in March of this year, Belle had her right foot amputated at an animal hospital in Bellevue, which is west of downtown Nashville. The amputation went well, but she was unable to walk on or hop more than a couple of feet. And that's why her mom, Jamie Warner, searched the Internet and found a man who had previously made a prosthetic foot for a duck with a 3D printer. And by the time they were able to do it, they were able to put it on Bell the duck, and it works. She'll need some practice getting used to her appendage, but it, her family's excited. She can now walk without pain. And it wouldn't wouldn't it be neat for this duck, Bell, to maybe be a guest duck at the Peabody Hotel in Memphis and come down when I think that's being renovated, by the way, right now. But that would be a really cool thing. The ducks all getting together with one having a lucky foot. Bell, the Nashville duck. And that is our look at headlines from across the southeast here. When we come back, we're going to keep sort of a hard news coming your way. We're going to switch into our southern political report. We've got some news out of the Pelican State as they had a governor's election this past weekend. And it ain't over in Louisiana. they got to go to another round in the battle for the next governor of Louisiana. And we've got some headlines from the mayors of Nashville and Raleigh, North Carolina, to tell you about in our political report. Plus, Mississippi governor debate night on Monday in Columbus, Mississippi. We'll have all that right after the break. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. Message and data rates may apply. Please do not text and drive. See purple.com for terms and conditions. And now for an important announcement. Do you, or does someone you know, sweat the bed? Do you ever wake up feeling like you've been sleeping on a slip and slide? Sweating the bed is a serious but a common problem that affects your sleep, health, and happiness. Plus, it's just plain gross. But it's not you. It's your mattress. Fortunately, there is a cure. It's called Purple. Purple is the only mattress with a scientifically engineered smart comfort grid. This patented technology is designed to let air flow freely so you sleep cool. Side effects of sleeping on Purple include sleeping better, feeling better, and, well, honestly, smelling better. Try the Purple mattress risk-free for 100 nights and never sweat the bed again. And for a limited time, pick a free Purple product with your mattress purchase by texting AWESOME to 84888. The coolest sleep of your life and a free Purple product by texting AWESOME to 84888. That's A-W-E-S-O-M-E to 84888.
Hey, we're going back to the bayou. Welcome back, y'all. It is our Southern Political Report, and Louisiana is on our mind because they just had a governor's primary election this past Saturday, and we can tell you who moves on as John Bell Edwards, the current governor and a Democrat, was not able to secure 50% in this jungle primary, so he moves on to an election coming up on November 16th, and he's going to face off against businessman Eddie Rispioni, and this is a Republican who's never, I think, I don't think he's ever had political office. He's been an industrial contractor based out of Baton Rouge. And Rispone, he got 27% of the vote. Ralph Abraham was the other Republican. He got right at 24. So Rispone moves on. And now Ralph Abraham, he puts his support behind Eddie. And we'll find out if the Republican can upset and beat the Democrat when they get to this November 16th vote in the pelican state you're looking at the way this race worked out areas that got more than 50 percent for john bell edwards everything around the mississippi river essentially all went to him as far as republican areas mostly north louisiana but also southwest louisiana like lafayette went more for the republicans the two which split their vote than they did for john bell edwards and remember President Trump was in Lake Charles on Friday night campaigning for people to either vote for Responi or Abraham and get to this next round, which is a November 16th governor's big, the big kahuna winner of that does move on to be the next governor of the Pelican State. Let's hear some of the victory speeches, if you want to call that, from Saturday night. And we'll first start off with the incumbent, John Bell Edwards, at his rally there in Baton Rouge, a little brief clip of his celebration. And finally, more than 170 businesses have either moved to or expanded right here in Louisiana, beating out states like Colorado, Texas, and Tennessee. And I'm excited because tonight we are one step closer to four more years of moving Louisiana forward. But friends, understand this, the progress that we have made is still at stake. It took all of us to put Louisiana back on a path to opportunity and to prosperity, but it only takes one person putting Washington-style politics over the people of Louisiana to reverse everything that we have worked so hard together to accomplish. And my fellow Louisianans, we are not going back. Louisiana Governor John Bell Edwards from this past weekend when he advances or found out he's going to survive and advance to be in this runoff election on November 16th. Now, his challenger will be a Baton Rouge businessman, Eddie Risponi, and we're going to know, go down at, at his Baton Rouge area campaign as they celebrated the fact that he is going to be able to go up against Edwards come November 16th. Here is Risponi now on the Y'all Show. LSU did something great tonight, too, all right? I would have been out here about three minutes sooner, but they had this guy up in Washington, D.C. just called to congratulate us. President Donald Trump 
is going to help us. He congratulates us. He's going to stay with Louisiana. He's going to make us great like the rest of the country, and he's going to support us. That's wonderful. Let's thank him. Let's go. Well, look, are y'all ready to shake up Louisiana and make it number one in the South? Eddie Responi, an industrial contractor from Baton Rouge and a Republican who's going to go on and face John Bell Edwards in the November 16th election for governor of Louisiana. And a lot of money now pouring in to both campaigns as they get ready to face off here in a couple of weeks. Now, Mississippi is going to have an election come early November, and they don't do it the way Louisiana does in the Magnolia State. They actually have the traditional Republican primary, Democratic primary, and then they have the big folk coming up in November. Well, we had an election kind of debate on Monday night at Columbus at WCBI-TV in the Golden Triangle of Mississippi, and there you have the current Attorney General from Mississippi, Jim Hood, present, as well as the Lieutenant Governor, Tate Reeves, Now, Hood is a Democrat. Tate Reeves is a Republican, and they're going to be facing off come November. But the two majority party candidates, they're the major party candidates, debated Monday for the second time in less than a week. And they argued over education, taxes, and what they call the brain drain, the loss of people moving to other states outside of Mississippi for jobs. But that election coming up that first Tuesday in November between these two and going to be a close one I, I, I anticipate it's going to be closer than a lot of people think come november 5th when tate reeves and jim hood go against each other for the governor of mississippi let's talk a little city news here in nashville how about this order coming from the new mayor mayor Cooper of the city of nashville john cooper took over for david briley not long ago and he announced on monday that he has rescinded former nashville mayor david briley's executive order in regard to the government's interactions with immigration agents in this press release cooper said he's rescinding executive number order number 11 because the city is at risk of losing four state grants totaling over 1.1 million dollars and former mayor briley got a lot of attention when he decided to pretty much steal a chapter out of what some of the left coast cities have done when it comes to immigration and now john cooper who i didn't know would even be doing something like this is doing that in a rather liberal town of nashville the city limits at least are are liberal compared to the very conservative suburbs and the rest of middle tennessee that you'll find there is ruby red for sure now raleigh north carolina was set to have a mayoral election and guess what Mary Ann Baldwin's getting off easy as she didn't quite get enough to win a vote here in a six-candidate race for Raleigh mayor. And this council member in the capital city of North Carolina is now going to be the mayor because the second-place finisher decided against a runoff. And now Mary Ann Baldwin gets to go on and be the mayor of Raleigh. Charles Francis trailed Baldwin by seven percentage points, and Baldwin, or rather Charles Francis, decided to just say, hey, I'm not going to run. Just go ahead and take it. And now Baldwin will succeed Nancy McFarlane, who's been Raleigh's mayor since 2011 and decided not to run this fall. So a new mayor coming to North Carolina's capital city. 
And that is a Southern Political Report here on this Tuesday. Hope y'all enjoyed that as we have lots of good stuff here on the Y'all Show, including politics. When we come back in hour number two, you stick around because we'll start it off with a little sports land. Yeah, we'll tell you about a ex- <laughs> you talk about exciting finish in NASCAR on Monday. Yes, Monday they raced at Talladega and it was a really close one. We'll tell you who won, plus more football news coming in our sports land. Yep, and then we'll have Matt Herman's coming by. So this is Y'all. Don't go anywhere. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applied. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. This is a cow. A cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. And now Vistaprint is introducing free shipping on all business cards in any quantity. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company. Or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. For a limited time only, get free shipping on all business cards in any quantity with promo code 9999. That's promo code 9999 at Vistaprint.com. Vistaprint. Own the now. Continuing on with more Southern greatness, this is the Y'all Show. In just a few minutes, our friend Matt Hermans will be dropping by and talk a little Big 12 football. OU looks mighty impressive, but they're not the only unbeaten team in that conference. Sickum Baylor Bears. We'll let you know about all the Big 12 fun with Matt Hermans in the next segment. And then, hey, he's a new daddy. And in celebration of that, if you have become a parent recently, or you might go back a couple of decades when you got to be a parent, and congratulations on that feat, by the way, you probably remember you had to kind of get your house ready for the little one, especially when the little ones start crawling around. You didn't want the little one to get hit. So guess what? We're going to have grill and barbecue safety on our mind when we switch over from talking Big 12 football to the grill. And we'll do that with our guy, the barrister, Matt Hermans, And that's coming up a little bit later here on the Y'all Show. Our website, y'all.com. Our Facebook page is Y'all Magazine and y'all.com on Facebook. And we're getting lots and lots of new likes, and we appreciate it. And share it with all y'all so we can have this thing just be the biggest website for the South. That is our goal, and we're 
thankful for your participation in the process. All right, let's get into the start of this hour of the little sports land yet, where we mix in all kinds of good sports stuff. And man, they had one heck of a race at Talladega on Monday. They had to postpone it from a Sunday race because of rain in East Alabama. And Ryan Blaney, he got a photo finish win at Talladega as he won by a very teeny tiny margin and continues his NASCAR playoff run. He beat Ryan Newman, Ryan versus Ryan, in a door-to-door race to the finish line as he advances now to the third round of NASCAR's playoffs. And it was his first win of the season, and it came as he was in danger of getting eliminated from title contention, so he picked a good time to win there in Talladega County, Alabama. Congratulations to Ryan Blaney. Now to the Major League Baseball ranks we go in our sports land yep and who saw this one coming the washington nationals they just throttled the st louis cardinals on monday and the nats back in dc in game three won eight to one steven strasburg he got 12 strikeouts in this win versus the cards and now there's just one game away from going to their first world series and if you combine the nationals with their predecessor the montreal expos that franchise has never been to the world series going back to the late 60s i think is when the expos were created in montreal and congratulations to the nats but they hadn't punched the ticket yet the champagne's over there in the corner on ice and the goggles are waiting on all the nats to get that win and they may have a chance to advance but right now they're about as <laughs> they're about as close as you can get with a three game lead three over over the st louis cardinals now today in major league baseball those two teams get back together for game four you got dakota hudson versus patrick corbin in the pitching rotation this game on tbs it's going to start at 805 dc time between st louis and washington a game that will precede that is the alcs game between the houston astros and the new york yankees that series knotted up at one and one the pitchers the astros will send out garrett cole while the Yanks will have Luis Severino out on the mound. This on Fox Sports 1, set for a 4.08 Bronx City Bombers time between the Strohs and the Yankees as Major League Baseball winds its way to the World Series. Now to some NFL news and Cam Cam. we got some information coming in on Cam Newton. He's expected back at practice after the Panthers enjoy their bye week, which is going on right now. The Panthers had a double-digit win over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this past weekend in jolly old London, England. And they get a post, they get a, a, a freebie here this weekend. They don't have to play. I don't think the Bucks have to play either this week. And Cam Newton's foot injury has healed well, according to officials. And he's expected to be ready to practice after the bye week. A source with ESPN, a source told ESPN's Adam Schefter. Oh, Adam knows all kinds of stuff. Now, right now, Panthers fans, they're okay with Cam's recovery because Kyle Allen, as a starter, has gone 4 0 in newton's absence and he is doing a great job completing 65.6 percent of his passes he's passed for almost a thousand yards already in just a couple of games he's played and all this with zero count them up zero interceptions he's got a 106.6 quarterback rating the former texas a&m aggie turned houston cougar kyle allen what a great job he's doing for the panthers whatever a panther sounds like and they're excited in in the carolinas to have a team now at four and two but sitting back in second place mind you because the new orleans saints man they're looking good they're five and one and they've got a little quarterback issue there as drew Brees is still on the dl disabled list and 
I don't think that's what it's called in football. I think it's a baseball term, but he's going to be coming back as a starter. But in his absence, the Saints are doing pretty well, too, with their number two quarterback. Now, what's going on in the NFL? Well, Monday night we had a great game. It was a close one-point game, but the home-standing Green Bay Packers were able to win 23-22 over the Detroit Lions. What a good game there on Monday Night Football. The early game in the NFL this week, it features the Kansas City Chiefs at a rival game as they play at Denver in Mile High, this on Fox, and this will be from in Power Field at Mile High. And the Chiefs, who had a loss this past weekend to the Houston Texans, the Denver Broncos look really good in their shutout, I think it was, over the Tennessee Titans. Then some of your southern teams in action on Sunday – the L.A. Rams will be in the ATL to take on a hapless Atlanta Falcons bunch. The Miami Dolphins talking about hapless. At least the Atlanta Falcons have won a game. Miami has yet to win a game this year. Miami's going to be at Buffalo. The Jags will be at Cincinnati. You've got the Houston. The Texans will be in a AFC South matchup with the Colts. And the Washington Redskins have the hottest team in the NFL, perhaps. The San Francisco 49ers will be in our nation's capital. Tennessee, the Titans have the L.A. Chargers coming into town. The New Orleans Saints will be at Soldier Field in Chicago. And the Dallas Cowboys have the Philadelphia Eagles on your Sunday night football game on NBC. That's your NFL action here in week seven of the NFL. Now some college news before we bring on Matt Hermans. Virginia Cavaliers All-American cornerback Bryce Hall is going to have to miss the rest of the season following a left ankle injury. He was hurt in the Cavaliers' disappointing 17-9 loss to the Miami Hurricanes on Friday night. He had to be carted off the field after an air cast had been placed on his ankle. And now the coach of the Cavaliers, Bronco Mendenhall, is going to miss out on having Bryce Hall on his team the rest of the way as he's out after this left ankle surgery. Now, this player here for the Georgia Bulldogs going to be out this weekend, but not expected to be out too long. Left guard Justin Schaefer has been ruled out as Georgia, ranked number 10 in the country, is going to host the Kentucky Wildcats between the hedges. He had a neck injury as he started the last two games at left guard for Kirby Smart's team, which was shocked by the Gamecocks this past weekend in Athens. But Right now, going up against the Cats, Justin Schaefer is going to be out. Speaking of the Cats, make sure you tune in on Thursday when we have our SEC report. Our friend Mike Allison returns from Lexington, Kentucky, and he's going to give us a big Blue Nation kind of view of what's going on with the Cats and the SEC. We'll walk through this weekend, the eighth weekend of football with Mike Allison. And, of course, you can't talk to Mike without talking a little Kentucky basketball. And he just attended the Big Blue Madness this past weekend. And we'll get his take on John Calipari's basketball team, plus a lot of football talk when we have Mike Allison on Thursday's SEC Report. When we come back, we're going to have our Big 12 report. Matt Hermans will be on with all the fun from the Red River Shootout and, oh, some other great action going on this weekend in the Big 12 Conference. That's up, plus barbecue talk, too. This is y'all. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. <coughs> now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Message and data rates may apply. Please do not text and drive. See purple.com for terms and conditions. And now for an important announcement. Do you, or does someone you know, sweat the bed? 
Do you ever wake up feeling like you've been sleeping on a slip and slide? Sweating the bed is a serious but a common problem that affects your sleep, health, and happiness. Plus, it's just plain gross. But it's not you. It's your mattress. Fortunately, there is a cure. It's called Purple. Purple is the only mattress with a scientifically engineered smart comfort grid. This patented technology is designed to let air flow freely so you sleep cool. Side effects of sleeping on Purple include sleeping better, feeling better, and, well, honestly, smelling better. Try the Purple mattress risk-free for 100 nights and never sweat the bed again. And for a limited time, pick a free Purple product with your mattress purchase by texting AWESOME to 84888. The coolest sleep of your life and a free Purple product by texting AWESOME to 84888. That's A-W-E-S-O-M-E to 84888. This is a cow. A cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. And now Vistaprint is in Introducing free shipping on all business cards in any quantity. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. For a limited time only, get free shipping on all business cards in any quantity with promo code 9999. That's promo code 9999 at vistaprint.com. Vistaprint. Own the now. Well, that there is probably the shortest fight song in college football, but it is quite effective that the fight song of the Sooners. Welcome into the Y'all Show. It's time for our barrister of barbecue to come on, but he's also our barrister of Big 12 football, and he's a new daddy, too. Welcome into the Y'all Show, Matt Herman. Glad to be back, John. Glad to be back. It's been quite a week. How's but, our uh, How's our baby doing? You know, healthy lungs, uh, you know, uh, plenty loud, able to make noise when she wants to, uh, but healthy and uh, good. So, you mentioned hey. she, so are you going to indoctrinate her early on in life and make her a college football nut like you are? I'm going to try, you know. We've got a lot of plans on how to how to indoctrinate her, but uh, we'll see how <laughs> we'll see how that goes. But, yeah, I'm certainly going to give it a shot. Well, the Y'all Show congratulates you and your lovely bride with y'all's new addition there. Congratulations. Well, it was kind of a, a birth of another type that happened at Dallas's Cotton Bowl Stadium last weekend as those Sooners got the 34-27 victory over the Texas Longhorns. A good performance by Jalen Hurts, and I know you're in the middle of diaper changes and all that kind of fun stuff. Did you happen to see any of the Red River shootout? I did. You know what? I watched a lot of college football um, this ba- last week. Bad daddy, bad daddy. Yeah, well, it's, you know, it wasn't even a situation where I, you know, I handed the kid off to the, the wife <laughs> and went back. I did a lot of, uh, you know, sound down, getting her to sleep and maybe hollering uh, at the same time and turn the sound up. So, yeah, I made it happen. You know, you got you got to do it. You got to do it. So, uh, I did. I managed to watch the game and um, it was, uh, I'd say Oklahoma was essentially in control of that game from start to finish. I, I would... I had, uh, as anybody who'd listened to our segments knows, I had uh, had a higher uh, esteem for the, the Texas Longhorns this year and, and their defense as well, coming off last season and their 
Sugar Bowl winning is Georgia, but um, it hasn't really come together. Um, the defense has not really come together for Texas, and and that's not just the case against Oklahoma, but every other team they've played, they've given up a lot of points, a lot of yards, and uh, you know, I've been kind of waiting for the defense to come together and gel, and they just haven't. Uh, so uh, clearly, the uh, better team, and I would say uh, even against my my earlier judgment this year, maybe even the better quarterback came out on top. Um, that game. Uh, so yeah, I would say this is one where the, the seven points, uh, I guess, spread of, of victory was, is, uh, you know, it, it wasn't even that close. Oklahoma just kind of dominated that game, I would say. Well, you mentioned Ellinger, the quarterback of the Horns. How, how would you grade his performance? Uh, he had some good moments and some moments that, that le- left some things to be desired. I thought the game plan for the Texas Longhorns was was weird. Um, uh, not to take, you know, Tom Herman, of course, his credentials uh, there uh, on offense are, are, are good, obviously. But they came out uh, challenging the Oklahoma Sooners on the edges. They did a lot of uh, horizontal um, running. Uh, they did a lot of zone read type stuff with Ellinger, which he does very, very well, but um, not a whole lot of down the field passing, not a lot of uh, quick strike type passes in that game. I kept waiting for the the passing game to try to uh, open up the, the run game a little bit, because the, if, if Oklahoma does have a, a weakness, it's been the secondary. You can you can pass on them, even, uh, you know, relatively poor teams with with poor quarterbacks have done that this year. But. It was an interesting offensive uh, game plan. It seemed like they were going to run to set up a pass, and they never really set up a pass. Um, and, of course, Oklahoma stacking the box and, uh, you know, uh, was hammering Ellinger there at the line of scrimmage and the, and the running backs as well. So interesting strategy uh, there for the Longhorns. Could never get that run game really going. And if you don't have the run game going, or pardon me, if you don't have the passing game going, as we saw, you know, you're – uh, you can put uh, you can put seven guys, six guys, eight guys in the box, and dare that to happen. It just didn't happen. So um, uh, you know, I'd say up and down. Uh, didn't didn't take a lot of shots. Uh, didn't make some plays, but uh, could have performed better. And I think I probably wishes he would have. Well, the horns may have been struggling offensively, but the sooner was not struggling. I'm talking about the one guy on Oklahoma's program, the leader of the offense, Jalen Hurts. He had 235 passing yards and 131 rushing yards in this game. So that's over 360 yards for one man. Yeah, when you talk talking about the man, I thought you were talking about C.D. Lamb, the wide receiver for uh, for Oklahoma. Well, we can talk the- about him too, but I'm going <laughs> to give Jalen his proper credit. Absolutely, he played well. He did play well, and uh, he really played well at the beginning. Uh, I think what you said, 235 yards passing. I think maybe 170 of those were in the first quarter. Uh, came out really strong. Came out firing. Um, got the ball down the field, and like I say, got essentially jumped out on Texas and and forced them to to play from behind. Uh, which is kind of uh, what you want to do in a rivalry game like that. So, and then of course you know get the run game going later on and start pounding that Texas defense, which which again was not able to come together and stop a whole lot. So, uh, very well. If you had to, if if you call that a quarterback duel, uh, Hurts definitely won that one. And let's talk a little bit about Mister Lamb. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's he, what he a lamb like, sounds like. I think he looked like uh, the goat. Okay. <laughs> uh, not, the, not the lamb. 
but yeah, what a, what a player. Yeah. Talk about a, a Swiss army knife. I know that that term's kind of thrown around a little bit. Um, you know, multi-threat, all this type of stuff you hear on the, on, on college football. He's kind of a Matt Hearman's is what you want to say. Yeah, Matt Hearman's because sure, you're, yeah, yeah. you're exactly. versatile very too. Different. Yeah. Very different. Yeah, you exactly. go both ways. Uh, mm, I, I will, uh, I'll tap the brakes <laughs> on that one, but I know where you're going with that, John. And, uh, and I, and, and you're right. Uh, Mr. Lamb can, uh, can do it all. He can take reverses. He can take slants up the middle. He can go deep. He can return kicks. He can, uh, he can do just about everything. Quite an athlete. Oklahoma certainly has been no, had no shortage of athletes at wide receiver. You're going back to D.D. Westbrook and Sterling Shepard and guys that go on and on and on, honestly. But uh, this is the next one. This is the next one, and he looks as good as anyone I've seen there. All right. Also, in week seven of Big 12 action, you had Iowa State going into Morgantown and getting the big win there against the Nears, 38-14. I was a little surprised by this end result, Matt. Well, um, I, I wasn't terribly surprised. I'm not sure. I thought it was going to be 38-14, but Iowa State, uh, I've been kind of on there, uh, a fan of, I guess, of their, their team at least this year and thought that they would eventually come together. And, uh, you know, I, I've got a little bit of history on that, uh, on the offense there and, and, uh, in West Virginia and kind of how Neil Brown runs that offense and, how it can be really, really up and down at times, and uh, it's been down uh, more more often than up this year. And I just liked Iowa State going in there. They're playing with confidence. They had some uh, some really tough losses early on. Everybody probably remembers the, the goofy uh, uh, game-ending play uh, against Iowa. But they've had some, some really tough losses. So, But they're coming together. Brock Purdy's playing well. They've got uh, some defensive talent. And Matt Campbell, again, Heck of a coach. He's just got them bouncing back from that uh, kind of lackluster start and uh, into one of the, uh, you know, upper tier teams uh, in the in the conference right now. So good win for Iowa State. Not terribly surprised about that, but uh, nonetheless, not a, not an easy place to go in and win, and they did. And also in week seven action, I don't know if you had a chance to see this, Big Daddy, but what a game there at McLean Stadium in Waco as Baylor somehow came out on top in a two-overtime thriller against Texas Tech, a game that could have easily gone the Red Raiders' way. And Baylor not only stays perfect in Big 12 play, but they're perfect overall, and they climbed into the top 20 this week. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I will say, uh, you know, not to – uh, be sour grapes here today. I've had a great week and uh, it's been wonderful. But I can tell you exactly how Baylor won that game. All right, say. go for it. That was a yeah. That was a that was a blown call. Um, <laughs> Officiating. Come on, no, Baker Mayfield. I, hold on, hold on. I'm not saying that uh, as someone who's partisan here. Um, I'm saying that because the Big Twelve released a statement um, saying that they in fact did blow the call. Which uh, call so, are we talking about? There was a there was a um, a snap that was fumbled off the center's buttocks and ended up uh, in Texas Tech possession in the first overtime, which would have immediately ended the game uh, for for Baylor and the Texas Tech Red Raiders would have won that game. Uh, but it was called an illegal snap, and at the time there was uh, there was kind of uh, questions about why that was called, and the Dean Blandino, kind of the expert there that they call on during the broadcast, said that he was confused, and that was clearly a fumble. And then the Big 12 referees came out, or the Big 12 conference, pardon me, came out and said, you know, it was a fumble, and it was a mistake, and sorry you lost, but have a good one. So, 
it uh, it was a heck of a game. Not to take away anything from that, but uh, you know, hey, every once in a while, there's a uh, there's a blatant call that's missed, and one of the teams gets the short end of the stick. That's the way football goes. But uh, heck of a game, really, really entertaining football game. Um, you know, Texas Tech uh, issues on offense, issues at quarterback came down there, played really hard, played well for most, essentially most of uh, yeah. most of the game, including in the second overtime, but. Really one of the most exciting games of the weekend, I'd say. It was. We had some great double overtime games this past weekend, and that was certainly one of them. And I know you heard the announcers there. Besides, I guess, questioning the officiating, they did say that they were impressed by the Red Raiders, even though this went down as a defeat. This is a game here that maybe Texas Tech fans can say, hey, we we should have won this game. We had won this game. <laughs> that is exactly what uh, – what those people are saying i would imagine yeah, yeah. all but, right yeah. well that is week seven of big 12 football in the books a lot of teams did not play this past weekend in big 12 action so they're getting a chance to suit up it's going to be a very busy weekend of big 12 football coming up this weekend and we know that coming out of last weekend you've got some injuries to deal with texas actually has lost two starters to injury due to the loss junior safety chris brown's going to be out six weeks with a fractured forearm also senior linebacker jeffrey mccullough is out for this weekend's game with kansas with a dislocated shoulder how big of a players were were those guys in coach herman's lineup um you know i say at this point yeah, those are those are those are big players for sure. But here, here's the, the interesting thing: uh, no, nobody's been really uh, nobody's really showed up and really shown out to put it that way for that uh, the Texas Longhorn team in the, the way they should. So, yeah, uh, you know, on paper and as far as talent level and as far as kind of preseason um, hopes for some of these guys, it's a huge loss. But even even with those guys, uh, they they have not been performing up to the to what they thought they would be and what a lot of people thought they would be. So yes, big losses. Uh, also an opportunity for, I guess the, the, the uh, four and five star guys that Texas kind of piles up to get in there and get some playing time. So yeah, it, it'll, it'll, it'll hurt them. Uh, but they hadn't been tearing the world up with the guys. So I think they've got other issues on defense. Um, and I think they'll continue to have issues this year, whatever those issues are. We'll, we may not know for a while. Well, hopefully those issues won't be on display on this football Saturday as the Texas Longhorns rank 15th this week after they've got that second loss on their schedule. They host the Kansas Jayhawks and Les Miles at Texas Memorial Stadium on the 40 acres. Can Les Miles pull off the upset here this weekend? Man, I feel like you say I feel like you say anything uh, very confidently about what Les Miles can or can't do, and he'll surprise you. But no, I don't think... No, I don't see Kansas coming into Texas. I believe, uh, you know, Longhorns are still a, a decent football team, and they'll they'll bounce back. Uh, they're not going to lose to Kansas. That would uh, put it this way: that would the bloom would come off the, the rose uh, for the coaching staff pretty quickly if that did happen. Well, so, that's what happened I mean, to Charlie Strong. He lost to Kansas, uh, and he was gone almost yeah. like the next day. And speaking of yeah, speaking of blooms falling off, um, that is what happened. So no, I don't think I don't think I don't think Texas is going to beat. Uh, pardon me, I don't think Texas is going to, to lose to Kansas. Uh, okay. Kansas will play 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 hard, I'm sure, uh, but that'll be a win for Texas. Well, I know that Kansas beat Texas there in Lawrence when Charlie Strong ended up getting fired. I can't remember any time that Kansas has won in Austin, Texas. Can you? I want to go back to. Oof, I want to go back to the uh, Mangino Mark days. Mangino days. Ooh. Yeah. Um, 
when they went to a BCS bowl, I think they lost one game that season. So that would have, I'm going to have to, I, I don't have my almanac in front of me as those, those even exist anymore. But what I'm, what I'm thinking is uh, they either, if they did lose to, to Texas that year, then they, that would have been the only loss if I, if I remember correctly. So that's possible. I can't say for sure, but the Kansas did have a two or three year span there with Mark Mangino where they were pretty much beating everybody yeah. at least once. Yeah. They were a dynasty before Nick Saban came that's right. on the scene. <laughs> that's right. I mean, we yeah, could have been talking about Kansas having back to back to back national championships if they'd have left the big guy in place. <laughs> hey, you know what? BCS Bowl, Kansas Jayhawks, incredible. Yep. Yeah. Orange Bowl, if I'm not mistaken. That's right. Oklahoma, ranked number five in the country and one of the two unbeatens of the Big 12. They'll be hosting the West Virginia Mountaineers this weekend. This game set for a noon kick on noon Eastern, 11 Central time kick on Fox. Will West Virginia put up a fight? They're 3-3 three and three overall right now. No. Okay. <laughs> no, West Virginia is struggling. Um, they've had a quarterback change. Austin Kendall uh, was benched. Uh, who knows if he's going to be the starter this next week? We'll find out. I think they're looking for some answers there uh, in Morgantown. Neil Brown's got to find something that works there. But Oklahoma, just too good uh, on offense and defense, especially at home. Incredibly difficult place to play. Um, Oklahoma rolls in that. All right. Well, you've been bragging about Matt Campbell, head coach of the Cyclones, and Iowa State churns its way into Lubbock's Jones AT&T Stadium where the Texas Tech Red Raiders await, and their AD already coming out this week with his explanation of what happened in that blown call and the loss to Baylor. This is set for a Fox Sports 1 kickoff at 12 noon, 11 Lubbock time. And I think this is going to be a matchup of a really good one, a really evenly paired matchup here, Matt. Yeah, I think I think this should be a good one. That, the Texas Tech defense has been playing uh, pretty well. Uh, that's weird weird for most people to to hear. Offense struggling, um, like you said before, some quarterback issues, some offensive line issues, but the defense really uh, really has come to play. Uh, this year and has stepped up. There's some good players on that tech defense. Broderick Washington on the defensive line. Jordan Brooks, big linebacker, probably will be an NFL player. There's a couple other guys with some ability uh, that uh, Matt Wells has there on defense. So um, they'll come to play. They'll play well. They'll play hard. That's one thing that Tech has done this year is uh, is play play hard. There hasn't been any give up in these guys. Uh, that's one thing you can say. But Iowa State will be looking to kind of remain on the outside looking in of the Big 12 title race. Uh, they still control their own destiny, of course. They have not played Oklahoma so um, or Texas, but Oklahoma, of course, clearly in the driver's seat. So they would like to remain in control of their own destiny, and they will be coming in motivated uh, to, to Lubbock. Um, it'll be windy. Uh, it's fall. Uh, it'll be brisk. It will be uh, chilly, and it will be kind of football weather there in West Texas uh, when when they roll in. So I anticipate a good game. Uh, probably not as many points scored as you would imagine, uh, but I imagine this one will come down to 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 the fourth quarter. Hopefully, not to any snaps uh, or uh, things like that. Yeah, no illegal illegal hikes of the football here yeah, in this one. Right. Yeah. Iowa State yeah. does have that one conference loss. They lost a close one to Baylor a few weeks back, so that's mm-hmm. why they control their own destiny, but they've got to hope Baylor loses along the way at some point. Right. And you mentioned the weather, the wind, and all. Does that make throwing tortillas a little bit tougher there at Jones AT&T when you got a lot of, a lot of wind? Well, you just got to kind of plan for that angle you know you got to uh 
yeah, it, it makes it more exciting. Put okay. it that one because you don't know where it's going to end up, huh? Yeah, you got to tilt it. You know, you got to play off the wind, especially if it's swirling. It's just kind of, uh, you know, where's it going to end up? It's just more exciting. The three and two TCU Horn Frogs and the three and two K State Wildcats have an appointment at Manhattan's Bill Snyder Family Stadium. This is set for a two thirty Eastern, one thirty Manhattan time kick. And what do we think about these two purple programs getting together here this weekend? I was about to say Battle of the Purples. Um, yeah, two teams, two teams that are hard to gauge. You know, TCU. Uh, had a uh, has had a couple good wins, had a couple of um, bad losses. Uh, the SMU loss not not necessarily a bad loss, although SMU did uh, go on to lose a game after that that they probably should have won. But um, interesting team, really hard. They got a freshman quarterback in Duggan uh, who who I think does have some ability there in Fort Worth. But um, you know they're getting the pieces back together. Gary Patterson, I think he's just got one of these teams that's kind of in between years here. Uh, they're going to play hard on defense. Kansas State, these teams are similar in that neither one of them is going to necessarily um, week in, week out, just drop a ton of points on you. Both of them are going to play good defense. They're going to be uh, pretty sound. They're not going to commit a whole lot of like suicidal type uh, penalties on for themselves. Um, I think it may come down to the home field, uh, Bill Snyder Family Stadium. Like I say, we've kind of been uh, talking about uh, Coach Snyder and how comfortable he is on the couch. Uh, and he's, uh, you know, at three and two. He's okay. He's probably still, he's probably popping a beverage still kind of enjoying the season, but if they lose to TCU, you know, Hey, maybe we'll revisit that next week. I think, uh, I think it's going to come down to two pretty closely matched teams who play similar styles of football. And I think, uh, I think Kansas state may squeak by just because of uh, the home field there, which is an underrated home field advantage there in Manhattan. Well, Matt Hermans, we already congratulated you earlier in this segment about being a new father. And if my calendar is correct, your daughter was born somewhere or was your wife was in labor somewhere on co- on college football game day like over a week ago. Does that sound about right? Yes, my daughter was born on the 5th. Um, which was which, a game day. Absolutely. In fact, uh, she was born in time for uh, 11 o'clock kickoffs. <laughs> so, I like the way you uh, planned you know, it. Yeah, yeah. It worked out pretty good. <laughs> worked out pretty good. My wife probably would have preferred to have her uh, exit on – friday and the labor was long but hey you know what uh she was there for kickoff and uh we we did watch some football in the the hospital well you didn't watch evidently all the games because i'm I'm gonna have to educate you i'm not picking on you here because this is not a big 12 team this is a big 12 wannabe team but i heard you mention that smu had a loss and you may not know this because you were too busy celebrating the birth of a child oh my god no no no. you're right you're right i i forget I forgot they actually came back. You're right. That I was a little bit loopy, but they did come back and win that game. In triple they? overtime, they came back from an enormous yeah. deficit and beat. They actually beat Tulsa, and SMU yeah. is ranked 19th in the country this week. You know what? That then they deserve it, and that is that is crazy because I do remember, you know, half in and half out of uh, <laughs> consciousness, I guess, watching that game and thinking. Wow, if I hadn't been up for 47 straight hours, this would be awesome. Uh, so, uh, you know, but hey. I, hey, I just I, wanted I, to let you know so that you didn't go around thinking the ponies had a loss on the no, season. No. I, that was, uh, I remember now, I did kind of, uh, I did take in that game. I just forgot. So, my apologies to all the Southern Methodist uh, University uh, Mustangs out there. The fan. Heck of a year so far. Heck of a year so far. And, and, and I, I bring them up because 
How about this and your back nine of college football's rankings? Let me share some of the teams that are currently in there. And I'm looking at you, Tennessee. I'm looking at you, some of the other power programs like Nebraska that I'm not going to be rattling off your name here. Some of your top 25 back half teams include the undefeated Baylor Bears at 18. SMU is at 19. How about this? The Golden Gophers of Minnesota are at number 20. Cincinnati is at 21. I won't say this is a shock that Missouri's in the top 25, but they are at number 22. And then number 24 are the Fighting Mountaineers, but not Big 12 West Virginia. It's the Sunbelt's Appalachian State Mountaineers. And in the coaches' poll, Temple is at number 25. Yeah, Temple working over Memphis pretty good. And I don't think many people saw that coming. No. Just a heck of, heck of a win. A uh, heck of a win for Temple. Yeah, SMU. I don't know when the last time they were in the top 25. Yeah, it was 1983. I yeah, I was about to say. I bet you it starts with an eight. Yeah, that's yeah. been a – Sonny Dykes doing a great job there a on the Hill. Texas Tech alum. That's right. Son of Spike Dykes. That's right. And Heck of a job. Again, Texas Tech, his alma mater, Iowa State, that's your 12 noon, 11 central. It's got to be tough to wake up in Lubbock, Texas at, at 9 o'clock, 8 o'clock on a Saturday morning and go to a football game. Well, uh, you know, it's if you start hydrating early enough, it's just fine. Okay. okay. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. And our final Big 12 football game we want to talk to the barrister about is Oklahoma State hosting that undefeated number 18 Baylor Bears team. This is set for Boone Pickens Stadium, a 4 o'clock Eastern, 3 o'clock Stillwater time. Your thoughts on this one? Yeah, this this uh, this game, uh, Oklahoma State two weeks ago, if you'd have talked to me about them, I think, I think we did. Uh, I would have told you, hey, you know, they're they're looking like they're right up there with uh, Texas and Oklahoma as far as the class of the league. Um, and you know, hey, it's only one loss, but uh, they took a they took quite a beating from a, a Texas Tech team that's sitting at three and three. So, uh, kind of a surprising deal there uh, for Oklahoma State. But yeah, they still have talent. They still got a, a, a good young quarterback, Spencer Sanders. But uh, that 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 loss to Texas Tech was uh, was surprising, I think, to a lot of people. So. Uh, I do think they bounce back, and I think they they play well uh, at home. I think maybe this is when Baylor catches their first loss. Uh, Oklahoma State does play well at home, and uh, I think I think they're going to play very well this Saturday. I think they'll get put a lot of points up, and I will put it this way: uh, the 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 offense that was on display against Texas Tech for Baylor that's not going to be enough to get the job done against Oklahoma State. All right, looking back again one more time at your Big 12 action this football weekend, the West Virginia Mountaineers at Oklahoma, Iowa State at Texas Tech, TCU at Kansas State, Baylor will be in Stillwater to take on the Pokes, and Kansas is at the Texas Longhorns. Well, Matt Hermans, that is our take on Big 12 football. When we come back, hey, you're a new parent, and we congratulate you on that. And I'm in that same club, not a new parent, but I am a parent. And there's something you learn quick when you have a little one running around, and that is safety. And when we come back, we're going to talk about safety and grilling. And that is up next. Are you ready for it, Barrister? I'm very ready. Let's do it. All right. We'll be right back. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. 
like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. Message and data rates may apply. Please do not text and drive. See purple.com for terms and conditions. And now for an important announcement. Do you, or does someone you know, sweat the bed? Do you ever wake up feeling like you've been sleeping on a slip and slide? Sweating the bed is a serious but a common problem that affects your sleep, health, and happiness. Plus, it's just plain gross. But it's not you. It's your mattress. Fortunately, there is a cure. It's called Purple. Purple is the only mattress with a scientifically engineered smart comfort grid. This patented technology is designed to let air flow freely so you sleep cool. Side effects of sleeping on Purple include sleeping better, feeling better, and, well, honestly, smelling better. Try the Purple mattress risk-free for 100 nights and never sweat the bed again. And for a limited time, pick a free Purple product with your mattress purchase by texting AWESOME to 84888. The coolest sleep of your life and a free Purple product by texting AWESOME to 84888. That's A-W-E-S-O-M-E to 84888. Final segment of the Y'all Show. We've got the barrister of not only Big 12 football, but a barbecue with us for this last segment. Matt Herman's joining us. And we, as we mentioned in the previous segment, he's a new daddy. Got him a beautiful, sweet southern daughter. And we're excited about that. And having been in that club, and probably a lot of you are parents out there, congratulations to all y'all for being that. One thing you learn early on when you first become a parent is, you know, there's things that you might not think of that a three-month, six-month, one-year-old kid might decide they want to get into. So you better be prepared. You better be careful. And so as we have our barrister now switch over from his Big 12 role to our barrister of barbecue role, Matt, I want to talk to you about safety around the house, specifically when it comes to grilling. Now that you've got that little one crawling around soon, we hope. What what do we need to be on the lookout for if you've got little ones when it comes to grilling? Well, you know, you got to take basic uh, precautions. I would say if you're uh, if you got a little now, of course my uh, my daughter's a week old. She won't be rolling around. <laughs> you got you got a little what time? But I got a little time. But a lot of folks out there with toddlers, you know, two years, three, four, five years old, kind of cruising around. They're walking there. Uh, they're very, it's very easy for, um, a curious little pot to, uh, go and grab onto something they shouldn't grab onto. So particularly, I would say if you have a, uh, a smoker, well, most grills, put it this way, most grills, particularly gas grills are going to have a frame around them that are probably going to, uh, make it very difficult to touch anything that's hot. 
Um, not that it's impossible. If your kid could climb up and, and touch the lid of a gas grill, I'm sure they could burn their hands, unfortunately. But uh, most gas grills are kind of, uh, they're, they're again, they're surrounded by a frame, and none of that stuff's really terribly hot. But when you talk about a charcoal grill or a smoker, uh, whether it's a sidebox smoker, whether you're talking about a barrel smoker, anything like that, it's generally something that's freestanding. It does not have a frame around it, uh, and it's really easy to go up and just uh, put those little hands or, or something else on the smoker because there's nothing around it. And even if even a, even a grill, you know, we're not talking about a 600-degree gas grill, but even a smoker cruising along at 250, 275, maybe even 300 if you like to cook relatively hot, um, that can burn. Yeah, that can definitely burn, especially little hands. So I would say keep an eye on the kiddos, uh, when you've got a, your smoker going outside, because every part of that sucker, particularly if you've got a, a big side box or a barrel smoker is going to be hot to the touch. So I'd say explain it. If your kid's old enough to kind of understand what, what hot is and, uh, what not to touch, of course, explain that to him or her. Uh, but you know, me, you may want to keep, uh, you want to keep something, uh, around it to kind of block them off because uh, kids are kind of clumsy as we all know too you can fall into a smoker and even adults are clumsy like myself and, yeah, and sure. with your grill even off in the off position barrister i want to bring up that you'll learn soon once your little one starts getting able to stand up they're going to be wanting to grab onto things and most grills usually have some kind of rail on them so even if the thing's off let's say you're out in the backyard playing and you're not paying attention your little one might run over to that grill and try to jump up and grab hold to one of the rails of a grill and we don't want that thing to top over on them so how do we maybe secure that thing well the good a good uh a good method is to have it somewhere where the little kiddos can't get to it i guess that's the ideal situation i've known folks uh, that have their little grill area behind uh, a little fence or there is a uh, a separate area of the yard kind of out of the um out of the way uh of the kids a lot of times it's nice to have your smoker on a deck um, because everything's kind of going on if you've got the deck mm. but maybe it's a good idea if you've got young kids running around playing outside it might be a good idea to kind of roll it around the corner or maybe put it in a little uh, a separate area with a little um little fence around it uh, when your kids are young uh, particularly uh kind of what we talked about before kind of the uh the smoker types that don't have rails so if you're going to grab onto anything it's just going to be hot metal so uh, yeah, I would say keep it in mind. I mean, this is nothing, uh, nothing that these parents out here, particularly the fine Southerners we're talking to, can't think about and figure out. But just remember, you got kids running around and playing. Maybe you want to keep that smoker. You want to keep that grill away from them. Maybe, maybe roll it around the corner or something like that. Well, I know that a lot of people have restrictions about maybe with their their neighborhood may have rules about where you can put certain grills but also they just might be limited with space and they can't have what you're talking about a, a fenced-in area so let's say if i wanted to go out there and kind of secure my grill somehow maybe fasten it what is the material that wouldn't be affected by the heat of the grill that i could use to kind of keep it in place yeah well you could use uh there's all kinds of different Okay, yeah, so different types of things. If you've got a gas grill or even some types of charcoal grills have a cart, like you mentioned earlier, around it. So you're not necessarily talking about, uh, you know, large portions of hot metal. Uh, you can just attach the cart with a bike chain okay. or maybe some of the uh, the rubber-coated type bike chains. Now, if you've got a, 
smoker smoker, which like I say, is not really any railing around a barrel smoker or a uh, necessarily or a uh, sidebox smoker. Uh, you may want to get something that is that will not melt. So you may want to have metal uh, without any type of rubber or plastic around it because the heat can kind of travel through that if you want to chain it up. Uh, but of course, that's going to get hot too. So best case scenario maybe uh, is to just kind of play some defense. If your kiddo's out there, just hang out by the smoker and enjoy that delicious smell coming out of there. And, uh, you know, play goalie, right? Just kind of uh, <laughs> bat the little tykes away if they come over. But I want to remind you, from one parent to another, you never know what those little boogers will end up doing and where they'll end up trying to grab onto. And, and mm-hmm. of course, I'm sure y'all have already done all the power outlet safety things there, putting the little things on them. You, you just got to be careful because we, we love our little ones and we got to protect them. And in this segment, Matt, I've come up with an idea. I've got the perfect baby gift for you. What's that? And and it's not making light of our conversation here about safety, but since this isn't for your your baby, this is for you. Uh, I haven't seen you. May have them in a hidden place. I've never seen a tattoo on you. <laughs> no, no, I don't have any. Well, I've got one that I'm going to order for you, and I think it'd be the perfect tattoo. Maybe maybe over here on your bicep or something. It's grill grill marks. <laughs> oh man my, my wife would probably it's think like, that's pretty funny surely that um, guy didn't go put his arm on the grill and try to cook well, it maybe uh we've talked about rump roast maybe that's a good <laughs> hey yeah have it on your on your rump that would be pretty darn funny <laughs> matt hermans he is our barbecue and big 12 barrister and man what a great report from you here this week and congratulations to you and the hermans family on the arrival of your little one well, thank you much. And we, uh, we're we just getting started, but it's been a heck of a first week, so I'm very happy. You mean you're just getting started like you're going to have 20 kids? Is that what you're talking about? Well, I don't think we're going to be able to have 20, but uh, we may shoot for like 16. Or, I'm just kidding. No, we're, uh, <laughs> we're, we're just getting started down the road of parenthood. Well, I don't think the Dugers are on TV anymore, so we could replace them with the Hearman's family. That's a few too much. I love kiddos. That's that's probably uh, that's a bit much. We'll have to have a, a kid farm at that point. Yeah, I like it. Matt Hearman's everybody. Well, that will wrap up this week's Y'all Big 12 and Barbecue Report. And we'll be right back here on Wednesday with more Y'all Fun, Precious Harris, and all the latest from Nashville, plus ACC football to talk about. You don't want to miss out on the fun. Of course, speaking of football on Fridays, we have the Y'all Kickoff Show. So until all that, thank you for listening to the show that's been all about the South. This is Y'all. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. 
like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. This is a cow. A cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. And now Vistaprint is introducing free shipping on all business cards in any quantity. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company. Or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. For limited time only, get free shipping on all business cards in any quantity with promo code 9999. That's promo code 9999 at Vistaprint.com. Vistaprint. Own the now.